Welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I'm Emily Hamill, a four-star level eventer, dedicated practitioner of yoga, Pilates, and meditation, personal development enthusiast, and plant-strong athlete. And I think we can now add public speaker to our intro. Oh, yes. But we'll get into that more later. Very good. And I'm Tyler Held. I'm a professional groom and a mental toughness coach, a lifelong learner in the areas of mindset, positive thinking, and motivation. I'm a practitioner of CrossFit, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and daily meditation, apparently a public speaker, and we're recording uh, this episode from the Sheraton in Boston, and we're here for a very special reason, the USEA 60th National Annual Meeting, I guess, is <laughs> yeah. that technically? I think just annual, national. National <laughs> annual, I don't know. Um, just actually, throw in the words Maybe, maybe they haven't fun. even been having meetings for 60 years, but... They've been having a... Con- oh, no, it's just the... 60 years of, of the, the USCA. I did think about that. I was like, maybe yeah. they probably didn't probably, have everyone come into a hotel and talk about how yeah, to make the sport better year probably one. Probably in their early years, that was not the, the thing. But I might have to fact check that for you guys. Yeah. No, it's 60 years of the USCA, <laughs> formerly known as the USCTA. Combined Training Association. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm glad we got to be a part of this weekend. Yeah, it was great. And, um, just so you guys know, it's pretty early here. Not like super early, but 7.45. We just got up a little bit ago. And um, so if our voices sound a little groggy, that's that's why. We've been having a good time. We had a great time last night. Um, it was like the awards dinner. And then uh, we may or may not have crashed some parties. It was very... In, there was In Boston, apparently, it was party central. And so we kept going just to go out and like, you know, witness Boston, be out on the town. And there would be like clothes for a private party or we were at this bar and we went to like walk upstairs and upstairs was an ugly sweater party and we were dressed nice in our like fancy convention dress. And some guy looked at us, he's like, I think you want the party downstairs. <laughs> so we go downstairs and um, there was a guy in an ugly sweater and I, I told him, I was like, I think you want the party upstairs because we got told to come down here. He was like, oh yeah, no, I just wore a sweater to this. And so um, I ended up asking him, like, okay, so what is this party? And it was the Tufts Med School Fire and Ice Formal. Um, we definitely, we took their photo pictures in their photo booth and it was a good time yeah it was a pretty great time as someone who doesn't actually drink when I go out like I enjoy things like that because I started walking around to people and um there was some UFC fights on and I just I made conversation I was like I think I'm gonna drop out of med school and join the UFC and they told me to follow my dreams so I'm glad that so that's good advice the Tufts um Med school is like such a supportive community right yeah so uh shout out to them Um, and like for me, it was, it's pretty good, uh, just because I am not necessarily like a rule breaker all the time, sometimes, but like in general, I don't like to do things that I'm not supposed to do. So, you know, it was like pushing outside of my comfort zone to be crashing parties, but it was good. Yeah. Sometimes you need to just put yourself out there. Yeah. Like don't break the law people, but like have some fun. Yeah. Silly things like that. Um, 
so yeah, we're, we're having a great time and we gave our speech on Friday and I think it went really well. Uh, it is up on the USDA website and so we'll be posting links to that. I think we had a, a good turnout for our first speech here and some really good interaction with the audience. Like, um, we made them get up and do some different things. Yeah, the, so about halfway through we started talking about fitness, which is one of our pillars obviously, so we thought it would be a great opportunity to have them stand and do 10 jumping jacks. and. I can't, like, I am so interested in, like, learning and topics, but for us as horse people who are on our feet all day, like, when you put us in a convention, there were some people sleeping in the room, like, and, and it's, I saw some heads nodding off, I don't blame them, because I, I was in a session, and I was like, yeah, I love this, I love this topic, and I'm sitting there with my notebook, and about, like, 30 minutes in, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get up, I'm ready to run around yeah. the room, I'm ready to do something, so I thought that was, like, a super positive yeah, thing was, that we did. it was really fun. Like, everybody was like, what? We're getting up and do jumping jacks? And then, like, everybody was kind of laughing at the end. It, yeah. was, it was great. So, um, keep them moving. But, yeah, we just, I, and we've had some people come up to us and just tell us that they really enjoyed that we're bringing these ideas kind of to the forefront. And we also got asked to write um, an article for the U.S eventing magazine so about like health wellness yeah I think she said they were doing a series on um, fitness and likes our approach that uh, training your body is not just about training your body it's about the benefits of your mind too so I think it will be interested because that's probably the motivation for both of us is not just the physical benefits but the mental benefits yeah. of exercise as well like, yeah the whole the whole holistic. questioning yeah, the, the whole equestrian the whole and equestrian <laughs> and just your holistic approach to to life. So, um, yeah, I mean, we probably have a lot of stories that we could get into, but I think we've covered the the basics on that. Now, that's our our speech for as far as like the we got to go to a lot of really cool sessions here. What what oh, was right. your favorite part out of that? Um, well, I thought the Tai Chi with Matt Brown was really cool. Uh, you could probably talk more to that because you've been twice. I only went to the first day. Um, but I also really liked Frankie's talk on building your brand because that's something we're working on um, for 2020. So there were some good tips and advice. Um, so that that was really helpful. But there's been a lot of great information. Yeah. And I, I mean, we we obviously are promoting the whole equestrian and told you guys to look at our, our speech online, but they've posted quite a few of the sessions online. Yeah. So if you have time, like really encourage you to use that resource. Um, Joanne Wilson gave a talk on um, the performance horse and sports massage, and that was um, really interesting. And I think like one of the biggest points that's been driven home across the board was um, like preventing injuries in the U.S. event horse. Like, so instead of trying to figure out PRP or IRAP or what we should be doing for injuries, it's like, no, like how can we prevent injuries? And as a groom, that's so cool because like, I know that my job is such a big part of that. Yeah. And riders should should have that responsibility too to to be knowing their horses enough to to kind of get their hands in preventing injury. So um, there was a speech uh, Steve Teachman did on feet, which is a part of the sound horse, and um, 
Tim Warden, I think his name was, did yeah. biomechanics, and that like that was probably one of my favorite talks as well. Yeah, I that was really good. I, I I think they're all my favorite. Matt Brown, I think. I'm going to talk to him today, see if we can have him on the show, because I think that you guys would really appreciate his approach to um, cross training, like through Tai Chi. Yeah, and I found it really interesting because the way like Tai Chi uses your energy and you're not like fighting it, you're kind of working with it and directing it where you want to go. Um, just how you can relate that to riding, um, I thought it was to me, I, I'm not going to explain it as well as he does, obviously, but it was really helpful. He's like, you know, you can't be fighting your horse's energy. You have to be redirecting it, and um, which, you know, is helpful with my sassy little gray horse. So. <laughs> little bear bear. <laughs> Barry. Um, so for this episode today, guys, um, we kind of just want to do like a year in review. And um, Emily and I kind of joked. So we went back and forth for the USDA convention. Like, should we script this? Should we not script this? And like, ultimately, we ended up scripting it because it was such a huge opportunity. We wanted to get our points across. And I think going into some of these episodes, like, I love me and Emily. We love each other. We're definitely different people. I'm like, ah, let's just go. Like if and we fly by the seat of the pants, I'll just like end up talking about my colon at the USCA convention. <laughs> that happened. Uh, yes, way. exactly. But uh, <laughs> but for for this episode, we kind of just wanted to keep it real with you guys and do a little like natural bounce off each other year in review. So for the very first time in the history of the whole equestrian, we're working pretty much scriptless. Yeah, we have just some points like points. one word points that we want to make sure that we talk about so this is uh pushing ourselves a little bit to just be able to go with the flow which I think in the long term is going to help us to be, become better speakers like because we do at the end of the day we do know what we're talking about and I don't mean that in like a full of myself way but we put a lot of time into these various ideas that we come to you with and just concepts and so I think we just need to believe that we we can just talk about this without having stuff written in front of us. Well, and I think that's a good parallel to some of our listeners out there who um, maybe work with a trainer sometimes with their horses, but not with their others. And I know this is something that I struggled with a lot. Like I used to, I went to an equestrian uh, college for mm -hmm. like and was in a five-day program and then I was lucky enough to find those rare working student jobs that are actually giving you lessons five days a week yeah and so for the longest time I was just in this very structured environment and I found it very difficult to ride on my own and so like you know kind of push yourself out of the comfort zone you're not an expert you're not your trainer but you do know the stuff and like right. let yourself take that authority to Authority to ride, does that parallel? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a super, super point. Yeah. You know, like when I'm teaching, if my students aren't working on what I'm teaching them on their own, like they're actually never going to get all that much better, you know, because at the end of the day, you have to be able to feel and and put into to play everything that you've learned. You can't just always be told what to do. So, so if we stumble over ourselves today, we hope that you're inspired to go start making some mistakes. Yeah, perfect. I love it. <laughs> so I think um, from there we can, I guess we'll get into our goals. Yeah, we're going to, um, so year in review, we'll kind of wrap up uh, like Emily and I did, our 19 goals for 2019. Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us achieved all of them, but that's 
not really the point. Yeah, I think putting what you want to do in writing is more of the point. And like, there are some things for me that just didn't quite happen this year, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to work towards them next year or um, any of that. And I think, I think I learned about what goals are attainable first, like based on the time I currently have and and that sort of thing. And I so. think some some of the structure and, and the wording of yeah. the goals, like um, one of mine was to, to wear daily face, facial moisturizer. And I do not think I have a 365 day streak of wearing daily facial moisturizer. But I will say that like I actually, if I run out of my facial moisturizer, like I'll buy more, which is something that, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. that's a revolutionary concept for Tyler Held. So I, the fact that I have some moisturizing days in my life yeah. is, is a huge change. And hopefully my, uh, 40 year old self will thank me, although I'm 25 and look 16. So I think I'm good for a while. <laughs> You're good for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Emily, what, what was, what's one of the goals that like, you're most proud of. Let's start with that. Uh, this is where it would be helpful if I had my list of goals. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you, <laughs> I don't have that on my phone. Okay, but this is a great story. Do you, why do you not have that on your phone? Okay, I don't have it on my phone because the day before I was leaving for the convention, um, I lost my phone while showing a horse. And I lost it within like, I don't know, there's this 45-minute window where like I can't account for my phone and the only thing I was doing during that time was riding in the outdoor and uh so obviously it had to be in the outdoor like I did check the barn because I went from there like that's the last place I saw my phone and then that's the first place I noticed I didn't have it so I was like all right well it's got to be from here to there not anywhere in the barn or on the way to the outdoor so obviously it has to be in the outdoor and I had a lot of people helped me look for it and like no luck like it just basically disappeared but we had had a lot of rain and so there were some puddles in the outdoor and I was like it's got to be like at the bottom of a puddle and we just can't see it and like we stomped through the puddles and like we just couldn't find it and I figured maybe when the arena got drug it would come up like might be completely shattered but I would like find remnants of it so anyway I had to go and buy a new phone um, because like I couldn't travel without a phone but I do have insurance so like I'll get a replacement of my nice phone but in the meantime I just bought the um, cheapest phone I could which is $140 by the way um, it's still a smartphone but it it is uh, it's a very basic smartphone um, but long story short I got call like one of the girls texted me and was like hey while I was in Boston they're like hey we found your phone it's frozen in the arena like it's literally frozen in a puddle in the arena so maybe it's thawed now and maybe they have it I'm not quite sure the status but I can't um, wait to hear. it was just frozen it will be a true it will be a true Christmas miracle if this phone is still working it's basically yeah, what it comes I, down to you know I'm trying to be realistic I don't think that's gonna happen but 
I don't know how we got to this point. But here we are. Here um, we are. And I want to talk about the goal that you're most proud of. And if you don't have it yet, I can tell you mine. Yes, uh, please tell me Okay, yours. while you think about that. So don't listen to me talk right now. But, uh, <laughs> don't no. be engaged with the don't, moment. Don't be engaged. Think about your own stuff. Be right. selfish, Emily. Um, actually, I want to say like the definitely the goal that I'm most proud of and that I keep kind of maybe taking for granted a little bit is the opportunity that I had to groom in another country yeah. um, because that was that was on the top of my list of goals. I was like, this is the year like I'd wanted to do it for so long. Like I said, I've done manifestation like visualizations of me wearing the Team USA coat and like that happened and um, as much as Bookalo, like the performance aspect of it didn't go quite as planned. Like we had Jenny tip off on cross country, but you know what? She ended up like with the new format, she came back and she was the only U S rider to jump a double clear round the next day. And that was awesome. And, and that horse is awesome. And it was such a freak thing with the fall yeah. and, um, they, they've still put her on the performance list for, for next year. So that's like super exciting. And I, there was a point because we do our we do our goal section every mm-hmm. every month and I forget what month it was but um, we did a few goal that you might not achieve and I had written down that grooming in another country was not a goal that I was going to achieve this yeah. year um, and and it was slightly after that that uh, Tati got selected for Buckalo so yeah. um, that yeah, happened. That's, that's huge. And just the experience from what I've heard, you know, is amazing. And so that's like something you're always going to remember. And yeah. the first time you groomed at a big international competition. Yeah. And I got to spend the whole weekend with Max, like the new USCA president. Like yep. I got to spend basically two weeks with her um, and just got so much knowledge from her. And I think like really expanded my vision for the future um, with some of these horses and, and where I want grooming to take me so yeah which is so great we need more people like Tyler who are just so passionate about the horses and like making them their best so that then the riders can do their best with them and um anyway any of you listening out there that are passionate about grooming I really suggest that you follow that passion because we need more of that and it's hard to find, let me tell you. It's really hard to find. So um, if that's something you're interested in, there's always going to be opportunities for you. Yeah. Um, so coming to my, like what I'm most proud of, it's it's going to seem kind of small now compared to traveling to Bocolo, but um, <laughs> I think what I'm most proud of is that I actually sent out physical birthday cards to the most important people of my life. and um, We just high-fived on we that. We did. That's I, cool. You probably heard the, the slap. Um, but, you know, again, it's, it's a little thing, but to me it was about more than that. It's like really connecting with the people that are important to me in my life. And um, I have to admit, like, I haven't always been great at that because I get so wrapped up in the horses and being busy so something as small as taking a minute to write out a card to your favorite people like really was powerful to me that's awesome yeah what about um like a goal that you're not going to achieve like are you disappointed what are your kind of like run me down on it and is it going to be something that you're going to go full force on in 2020 or are you just 
there's a few you're gonna let go or yeah so I guess for me the one of the biggest I guess we'll say disappointment but also just now I have a, a different perspective so one of my goals was to place in the top 10 at a four star this year and unfortunately I didn't reach that goal I've placed in the top 20 like a lot this year um, which in itself like a couple years ago I would have killed for that you know um, I haven't just like different circumstances and like getting my confidence shook a little bit a few times this year um, you know I didn't run as fast as maybe I could have and had I run faster cross country like I would have easily been in the top 10 a lot um, but just based on the various things that happened this year, you know, top 10 didn't happen, but I'm still proud of like the work that I put in with Barry and, you know, it's something that I want to obviously become more competitive at in the future. Um, but I also realized in writing that goal, like you can't, that's too much of a, maybe you can help me out, but like that's being in the top 10 is something that isn't just about you. Like, it right. depends There's on other these... things, other factors that you can't control, like other people's performances. So I wish I would have worded that differently. Right, like more a personal performance. Yeah. Like, I want to have my personal best. Or s yeah. Like, and even the score sometimes, like, is very subjective. Um, Jenny and I were comparing some of her dressage tests from the year and, and just there was like a few discrepancies mm -hmm. versus like, you know, the judge at E gave me the lowest score at this show and like the highest score. It's just yeah. like, you can't really kind of get into the score. Right. Um, you kind you have to focus more on putting your best effort in. Yeah. Knowing and that you've done all that you can do to set yourself up for success and perform at your best and yeah. kind of letting everything else fall where it right. may. So I think that was a good learning curve for me as well. But overall, like I, I don't want to say I'm actually that disappointed because at the end of the day, I'm pretty proud of what we've accomplished this year. You know, we got our last qualifier to compete at the five-star level, so that'll touch would be happening in 2020, um, which is huge. Like I've been working my whole life towards that. So, um, you know, it just keep things in perspective and, um, yeah, I think that that kind of sums it up. What about you? What goal do you wish you would have been able to complete or? Well, so I want to, like, this is kind of a, a good mindset frame mm -hmm. for me too, because the two goals that like I, I, definitely didn't achieve not that it's just two of them but um they were both fitness related I okay. I wanted to get a muscle up at CrossFit and I wanted to run a personal uh best 5k and um I, I started jujitsu so I stopped running as much um and just like you know the the wear and tear on my body from everything that I do I I didn't put directly the time into you know like there's a certain program that you need to do if you want to get a muscle up, get X yeah. number of like strict pull-ups and everything like that. And I, I think having fitness goals is great. Like I think it's something that helps keep me pushing myself forward. It keeps me showing up at the gym. Like mm -hmm. it's really cool to have your body do things now that it couldn't do before. And, and that's, what's cool about CrossFit yeah. is, you know, 
the other day I was like freaking out. I wasn't going to have time for a workout. So I set up like a little stand and I was doing handstand pushups in between dumping um, wheelbarrows when I was picking paddocks. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a crazy person. What am I doing? But like a, a year ago is when I got my first handstand pushup, even yeah. just like, you know, kipping with a little, and there's a lot of extra details I can get into with this. But I think um, going into 2020, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, I I want to be able to fill all these roles very well. Um, And I think I almost need to tell myself, like, Tyler, you are a professional groom. So, like, that's number one, obviously. Like, especially with, you know, Tokyo on the horizon and and what I want to do with that. Like, you are a professional groom. You are an amateur athlete. And, and, and not, and that's not bad. Like amateur is good. Amateur yeah. is, you get to enjoy it and everything like that. But I think sometimes, um, I'm like running around as, as a groom and, and I, I'm eating out at horse shows and all of a sudden I'm not eating the proper exact weight of food that like, you know, these CrossFit athletes, they're weighing every single ounce of food that goes into their body and and figuring out the protein and I'm like well if I could just do that maybe then I'd get my muscle up and this whole long list of yada 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 but what do I really want out of life and Mm -hmm. and I think I have a lot of goals that I want to achieve but at the end of the day um CrossFit and jujitsu and like all this stuff are, are things that I started to enhance my life with the horses and so kind of bringing that back and remembering it and, and taking some of the pressure off yeah no, I think that's... not to sound soft I guess well I don't think you're soft at all <laughs> <laughs> funny funny story on that so the first day first morning we were here we were up early like we went to the gym I'm sitting there, like, doing yoga, like, just very serene and, you know, kind of zen. And Tyler's next to me, and she's like, oh, and, like, just <laughs> lifting stuff and getting so into it. It was just so funny to see, like, the I did. And the I actually did a very good um, CrossFit workout in the hotel gym. Uh, so a rep scheme for CrossFit is 21-15-9, and you, like, do a... a, a couplet basically you pick mm-hmm. two exercises so I did 21 15 9 of 35 pound dumbbell snatches and burpees so yeah pro tip travel workout there for you <laughs> there you go or you could just stretch and like you know relax just, I yeah, guess that was my my take on the exercise this weekend so um yeah thinking I guess taking our goals into 2020 um I think we just want to touch on some of the things we're going to do like on a personal level, but then also things and goals that we have for the whole equestrian. So, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the, the goals in our 19 for 2019 that we did this year. Um, and I know we've touched at, in the first episode, we touched on picking a word to kind of, um, move your year along and mine was action and Tyler's was discipline um and so I personally want to do that again and I just want to say that this idea is not original to us um I actually picked up the the whole like word and um 
you know, 19 for 2019 from the Happier podcast with Gretchen Rubin, which is a good listen. Um, so we're just kind of taking that and making it our own. Nothing's but original these nothing days. Nothing is original. This is so true. Um, My personality but, and the fact that I wear brightly colored Crocs with fancy formal dresses, maybe? It... It's definitely original. Like, I don't know anyone else who does it, but I'm sure there are people. There's probably a group you Maybe can I can connect on Reddit. Like, who yeah. else wears Crocs with everything? How many pairs of Crocs do you own? I'm going to start it. Maybe the Croc support group. Okay. Yep. <laughs> what do you say? It's Croc o'clock? It's Croc o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Branding and eventing. We've got some Crockers there, so. Yeah. Rocking on in our Crocs. Croc and <laughs> so- rocking. Moving on, um, for 2020, have you given any thought to your word that you want for 2020? I, I have, and I'm not 100% set on it, but I think I'm going to do connection. Oh, I like it. Um, because I, I think that that will, okay, I need to connect more to the people in my lives. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes I'll, you know jump out on something because I'm like, oh, well, like, that's not serving my goals right now. And really, like, connecting with people does serve a lot of goals in in this life. Um, I want to connect more with my horses and be more in tune to, like, everything that's going on in their body and, like, all the injury prevention stuff that we talked about this weekend, I think is all about connecting with those animals. And also connecting with my own body. Um, And, like, I think Matt is opening my eyes during these Tai Chi of, like, you know, I'm, I have this vision of myself that I'm like, well, I meditate every day and like, you know, it's just mindfulness and, and I am like, I'm very interested in all this stuff, but, um, I think maybe sometimes I'm still a little bit too high strung to actually connect with those things. So, you know, it's a work in progress, right? You never win at meditating. So, um, I like that word. Yeah. I like that a lot. What about you? Have you thought about it? I have a couple words that, like, I, can again, we? Can the listeners help you narrow them down, maybe? Uh, maybe. Now I'm going to get put on the spot. But I'd say, <laughs> like, my, the four, you know, the the one in the forefront is believe. And just to, like, believe in myself and believe in my horse and um, all of, you know, I guess you can apply that to a lot of things. Um, you know, believe in the choices that I make, all of that sort of thing, because I I do have big plans for 2020, and I just need to know that, like, I'm capable of making those things happen. Do you believe in Santa Claus? (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know what age group of listeners we might be having right now, so I'm not going to talk about the Santa Claus belief system but um I know him Santa Santa I know him elf reference um yeah so I think that is probably what I'm gonna go with I was also thinking of just using um like a prefix so like re like reuse I want to work on being like having a more sustainable kind of life which Uh actually one of our listeners brought that up but we can maybe talk about it later um you know how to have more sustainability in the horse industry um but like uh what did i just say re Re. 
re. So like reuse. Reduce and recycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, and like, I just had, you know, this thought, there's some books that I want to reread. Uh, there's yeah. um, some... I don't know exactly where I was going with this, but at one point in time, I it had was this, like magical, it was and magical. it would have been like, like "Wow, look just, at Emily being this forward thinker with her word of yeah. the year." But no, I think it's it's more or less like, for me, it was like being happy with what I have and like making the most out of it. So again, you know, it can be easy to be like, "I want to read all of these books." which then, you know, you either need to go to the library or buy, but it's like, you know what, I actually have a lot of books at my house, and chances are if I went back and reread them, I would get more out of it. Yeah, you know, because so you kind like, of already have that baseline. Yeah, and also, like, the clothes in my closet. You've seen my closet. I have a lot of clothes, right? So, like... Rewear. <laughs> rewear. <laughs> you know, like, being happy with what I have and not... And I, I think I am, like, I'm happy with what I have, but just remembering that I have these things um, and just using them as resources and putting them to use in my life. I got like also resource, you know, yeah. knowing my resources. Yeah. Um, the people and all of that sort I, of thing and just... I don't know do if you, that's do brilliant or cheating because that's a lot of words. <laughs> and it's supposed to be your word of One the word. year. Well, not if you just re and then you can put it I hope anyway. you get a like you know the mantra bands, you should get one that just says re on it. <laughs> and people be like, "What the heck yeah, is that? What does that? that mean, Emily?" Just re. Please tell me. Um, well, um well, yeah. speaking of re-reading, yeah. Should we jump into books, books, books? We should, but one quick thing, let's touch on the whole equestrians what we want to do for 2020. Okay. Just do you have that in your brain? No. Cool. Well, <laughs> but let's talk about it. No. So I think we should come up with a word for the whole equestrian, like yes. possibly just off the top of my head, like growth or something. Growth. Yeah. You know, we could come up with a better word, but just, I think I was thinking spread, but that's weird. <laughs> spread. Spread joy. Spread knowledge. Spread butter on your <laughs> toast. Yeah, we may want to give some more thought to our word, but I think in general, we want to grow, right? We want to um, just grow the following, grow kind of our connections with others, and collaborate with other, you know, that might be well, a good yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I agree. And so um, anyone who's listening to this right now, like one, one Christmas present that you can give to us at the whole equestrian is just tell your friends about us, share, share our posts, share an episode, even grab their phone and, and be like, look, this is how you get it. And I think a lot of people don't even know that it like anyone who has an iPhone, it's literally right on the Apple Podcast yeah. app. So you can just pull that up, and, and it's in the Google Play Store as well. So mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty easy, pretty accessible. Um, yeah. So kind of helping us spread. I was just going to say, <laughs> spread the word. Spread the word. Um, yeah, and just we would love it if you guys could help us do that because it does take a community. Yes. Too. And I think that, not to like be like totally self-absorbed but I think that people do get a lot out of our content and there's been a lot of positive feedback and like the only the only way that like we love to talk about these ideas and everyone's like yeah that sounds great but to actually make the change in the industry we've got to get like a following we've got yeah. to get this huge 
change building community that's actually going to say no like we do need to look out for ourselves as much as we look out for our horses yeah for sure okay now we can get into books 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 all right so before we like get into our year in review books 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 is there any books that you want to touch on that you've been reading recently or do you want to yeah so I um just finished the four agreements which actually you gave to me like you read it so you've already talked about it on books 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 so I won't get into huge detail I thought it was a good book at times it was like a bit um repetitive but it like it made you because there were a lot of um words and like you know talking about this the same thing it kind of drilled it into my brain which was good because the four agreements um the first one is be impeccable with your word the second one is don't take anything personally and then the third is don't make assumptions and the fourth is always do your best and um those are really good things like if you can remember those four things and apply them to your life like it actually helps a lot and i've really thought a lot about the be impeccable with your word and just, um, you know, like, if you're going to say something, you should, you should mean it and stand behind it. And also think about, like, you want to be truthful, but you don't want to be hurtful, um, you know, with people. And um, so I, there were just some good takeaways, I thought. Yeah. And it was a quick read, so that was good. Cause yeah. I've, it's, I've it's... had some time issues this year. So it was good. It was interesting brought home some good points and uh, yeah, just breaking it down into these four things and using those just four things to improve your life as a whole. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I have a few um, kind of, I, I got two quotes that I think I want to read. And the first is from um, John Zabit Kim, Wherever You Go, There You Are, uh, which is a book about mindfulness that I read kind of in preparation for talking about mindfulness at the USDA convention. Um, I think I think it's funny, like mindfulness does in a way like really conflict with the type A personality mm -hmm. uh, because God, I just like, I'm like, I want to research it more. And every time I read a book, I'm like, no, like wherever you go, there you are. Like that's kind of it. Yeah. And, and, and you're looking for more and more and it's there. Like, you know, it's just, just being in the moment, being right in front of you. And, and I think I keep trying to break it down into something more complicated than it is. Um, but uh, one quote about meditative work that I found very powerful, I will read. It says, the beauty of meditative work is that it is possible to rely on the practice itself to guide us through the maze. It keeps us on the path, even in the darkest of moments. Facing the most terrifying of our own mind, states, and external circumstances. It reminds us of our options. It is a guide to human development, a roadmap to our radiant selves, not to the gold of a childhood innocence already past, but to that of a fully developed adult. But for meditation to do its work, we have to be willing to do ours. We must be willing to encounter darkness and despair when they come up and face them over and over again if need be, without running away or numbing ourselves in the thousands of ways we conjure up to avoid the unavoidable. Yeah. Power. I think that's really good. Yeah. And, like, I think that's that's a lot of, of what I meditate, and not to get, like, too much into the 
like self-improvement like thing it's like one of the reasons that I don't choose to partake in alcohol is because I think it's it's a way that some some people use to numb feelings and not that everyone does it in that way um I just do it for fun it can be fun it can be social (laughs) I'm someone who's like afraid like I'm like afraid to you know, use it for fun and then make it something that's numbing. So right. no, that makes sense. That's a that was like an interesting quote there. Um, On Friday Friday night, I wish I would have had that mindset. <laughs> I may have drank a little too much on Friday. You know, we're here. This is part of our vacation, really. Yeah. So, um, the other the other one that I want to read is um, from a book I read also in preparation for this called the happiness advantage um Mm -hmm. so it's talking about like how being happy is advantageous to your life and and the happiness maybe becomes first before everything else um it says if you observe the people around you you'll find that most individuals follow a formula that has been subtly or not so subtly taught to them by their schools their company their parents or society that is if you work hard you will become successful And once you become successful, then you'll be happy. This pattern of belief explains that what most often motivates us in life. We think, if I can just get that raise or hit that next sales target, I'll be happy. If I can just get that next good grade, I'll be happy. If I lose five pounds, I'll be happy. And so on. Success first, happiness second. The only problem is that this formula is broken. If success causes happiness, then every employee who gets a promotion, every student who receives an acceptance letter, everyone who has ever accomplished a goal of any kind should be happy. But with each victory, our goalposts of success keep getting pushed further and further out, so happiness gets pushed over the horizon. Even more important, the formula is broken because it's backward. More than a decade of groundbreaking research in the fields of positive psychology and neuroscience has proven in no uncertain terms that the relation between relationship between success and happiness works the other way around. So yeah. I think that's also, that ties into like the mindfulness thing is just like, you know, you have to be happy with what you have right in front of you yeah. to be able to create these possibilities in your life. Right. So I think those, yeah. those were really good points to really good. tie home and... I work so that was John Zabbat Kim's Wherever You Go, There You Are, and The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acker or Aker. I don't know what his name is. Acker. A C H O R. Something along those lines. Um, all right, so now let's do some best of books, books, books. Um, so we we kind of agreed on this one, like what's the most recommended book of the year? And we both really loved Educated. Uh, by Tara Westover. Yeah. It was... Um, it's just a page-turner. Page-turner. And just, to me, like, so... It was such a different point of view and, like, a different life. Like, it's just hard to even... Eye-opening, shocking, yeah. grounding, like, inspirational. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about mindset there. To read about the circumstances that Tara was in and to to think that she went from that to getting a PhD at one of the most prestigious institutions. And I was actually, I was talking about it at dinner um, two nights ago Mm -hmm. um, with with some of the grooms here. And and they said, well, you you know, you got to think that in those stories, there's always someone that that helps them along the way. Like, how do you go from there to, to get... And I'm like, 
that's part of the point, though. Like, she didn't really have. She didn't have. I mean, she had the the professor that, professor, that yeah. helped link her up with Cambridge, and then Cambridge was so impressed with her that she got scholarships and everything right. like that. But that's the point. Like, people do help each other. Yeah. And and the community and, aspect of it is, it is inspiring as well. Yeah. And like she definitely in her early years didn't have anyone helping her. Yeah. It seemed like like she was all on her own, but then through some perseverance, she was able to meet the right people who then were able to lift her up. And, um, but yeah, it's a, parts of the book were to me really hard to read because it was like some of her experiences, like, and hard to read and just like a, I can't believe this has actually happened to someone. Like, right. It makes you feel like privileged. Privileged. Yeah. It almost yeah. makes you feel bad for the problems you've had, which is actually like one of like problems yeah in our society like I I never want anyone to feel bad for for feeling bad because that happens and and it doesn't matter what your problems are but to be able to read this and put in perspective some of the challenges that yeah people face in this life that I I was completely oblivious to yeah so that was a really good one most recommended book of 2019 um and then what about the most game-changing book? Um, I, I think when I talked about it, I didn't actually give a, a preface for what it was because I said ev- everyone just needs to go read this book. Um, so I'll, I'll give a few blurbs. Of, m- mine was called The Body Keeps the Score, and oh my god, I think it's Bessel van der Kloek um, is, the, is the doctor that wrote the book. Um, but but it's, a, it's a book called, that's about trauma, um, and it's talking about how your body manifests disease and autoimmune disorders um, and like cancers and and there's research linking this to certain kinds of early childhood trauma and and when he's talking about trauma there's big traumas and little traumas so obviously big traumas would be um, sexual abuse physical abuse um, you know but there's also traumas like your parents got divorced or you're in situations that just like kind of shatter and um, there's a part of your brain that's just like now overreacting and, and your nervous system is just kind of in a in a different state because of it. And like I'm I'm so interested in all of this stuff, but I'm not a neuroscientist, so I will not like yeah. – I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a neuroscientist, but from reading that book, like it does – seem like the research is really solid and um i mean uh the big eye openers are that like some of these studies are saying one in five um americans has been sexually abused in their childhood or and um the other like interesting statistics that a lot of these studies on you know diseases and mental disorders are not in impoverished communities this is like the upper middle class or or the middle class families that are suffering from these problems so yeah um, it was just definitely a game changer and and put a lot of perspective onto some of the the mental health issues that I think are really pressing in today's society yeah no it sounds really interesting um yeah I'd like to read that at some point yeah so um and as far as like my most game-changing or maybe I don't know game-changing but just like eye-opening 
um, was A Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. Yes, you're right? correct. Okay. Victor Frankl. I was like, I don't have his the name right in front of me. So, yeah, A Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankl. And, you know, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. And uh, basically this, like, Holocaust survivor um, and how he made good of his time and like experiences um, from from the concentration camp and just again it's like about perspective right and like if he can go through all that and then find good meaning like I feel like we can <laughs> find good meaning in our lives no matter the problem um, and I, I think it's a good, and you've said this before, like it, it's a good book to start your personal development journey on, I would say. Well, and I think it's a, a lot of, um, once you start to read other books, like yeah. I think one of the, I'll, I'll do book trains, so I'll read a book and it will, it will reference another book. Yeah. And the man's search for meaning is probably most referenced right. yeah. in other, other literature and it, and it's just like it's the starting point, it's the foundation, it's like, if you can't understand that you have the choice to react to your situation, no matter yeah. what it is, and when it's coming from someone who is a literal Holocaust survivor, and saying, you can choose how to feel, like, that really brings the point home, because it, it yeah. is, it's it's hard to say, like, no, I can't choose, and, and, and not to link all of those heavy emotions to riding horses, but like when you're having a bad day with your horse or, or you're having a bad go of it, being able to be like, nah, I have, I have the choice to decide what I'm going to take from this is, is really important. Yeah. And powerful. Like if you really truly grasp that you're in control of how you react to things, like all of a sudden you know, you come out of that victim role and into a place of power, right? Right. I At least for me, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I, yeah. wear, I wear the quote from the book around my wrist, so. Yeah. Which is? Which he who, ha, which I have she on my bracelet, um, who has a why to live can bear almost anyhow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something we come back to a lot. And was also in our PowerPoint from the speech. Yes. So um, check that out. Cool. All right. So um, let's just kind of quickly talk about what we've learned this year through the whole equestrian. Yeah. Um, do you want to start out? Um, I mean, I think we've come a long way. Like literally our first episode, it was just, we're like, we're going to do this. We had no idea how to do a podcast, you know, a quick little Google search. But if you go back and listen to episode one, it may not have been some of our best work and the, the audio quality, maybe not great. Oh, terrible. But... Uh, literally, I was so much louder than Emily that I'm like there uh, trying to adjust the volume on the track and what we put it up on Apple Podcasts and then it got like taken down. Do you even remember that? Like yeah. we had to, and we're like, we had put it out to the masses and then it like disappeared from the yeah. internet and they're like we can't have access to it and I think that like maybe affected some of our listenership early on yeah and... 
but I think with every episode it got better and like we figured out the microphone situation and there's still things that we can improve on obviously like we're still we are by no means professional like sound oh people. the audio like if so. we actually wanted to get into audio engineering I think we'd have to sell our kidney one <laughs> um to pay for the equipment and right. two like I probably should just go down to Cambridge while we're here and find a tech nerd to marry and he can produce right. our podcast with so, much better quality you know maybe we go do that after this uh that's episode. the plan yeah but it's just I think for me it's it's been really good to have Tyler in my life for multiple reasons but you know a big one is she pushes me to do things that I am like oh well we're not perfect at it so we shouldn't do it like that is one of my big stumbling blocks like had it not been for Tyler I would have still wanted to do the podcast but I would have had done all this research and tried to make everything perfect before presenting it to the world and Tyler's like no just do it you know so that has been great and um, helped me in a lot of areas. Actually, I don't even so. think I really asked you if you wanted to present at the USEA convention now that I think yeah. about it. You're just like, we're doing I it. I just said, um, I'm emailing the people, and by the way, we got this speaking engagement. We're going to the USEA convention. No, it's great. So um, <laughs> that's been really helpful because, like, taking action, even if it's in, like, taking imperfect action is better than not taking, or taking perfect action, like maybe, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say that it's correct, okay. but you I, know what I mean, They're right? following you, I think. Yeah, so doing something, even if it's not perfect, is better than, like, not doing it because you're not perfect. Yeah. You, you guys get the gist. It's still, you know, I'm still trying to wake up a little bit, but, yeah, that's kind of what I've learned from this year. What about you? Um, well... I've learned how to present my best self this weekend, truly. Um, no, I was laughing uh, during that entire episode. I, I let Emily take on uh, presenting your best self as far as, you know, wearing nice clothes and not have... I have... I think we actually posted and talked about going to get pedicures in the yeah. September episode. I still have the nail polish from our September episode on my toenails right now. Just the big toe. <laughs> I think I'm missing my pinky toenail, to be completely honest so with you. this is a, a work in progress. So it is a work sure. in progress. But um, but Tyler was looking stylish this, this weekend. Yeah. Like, she even picked out her own outfit for um, our speech. And I was pretty impressed. Yeah. So I've been told I'm not well. allowed to dress myself, and I've I've gotten some gold stars. Yeah. So I, I did dress her for the awards last night. Yes, I had to shove my feet, my big Hobbit feet, which are size ten wide, into <laughs> Emily's size nine shoes, and it was not a fun time. But but we got you that dress. You're looking sharp. You guys can check out. Actually, here we go. Engagements on social media is part of building our brand. Go check out. We just posted. Um, which I guess it won't be just posted by the time you listen to this, but go like our post of yeah. us in pretty dresses and tell yeah. us how beautiful we some, are. Some glamour <laughs> shots. So, um, well, that makes me happy that you've, you've learned how to present a better I, self. I like, have. you've definitely improved. And so. I, I think Emily and I sometimes, like, again, we try not to be so much on the ego, but, like, we go back and we listen to our episode, and we'll be laughing at our own episodes, um, just to show you who we are as people. <laughs> um, but, no, I actually, um, 
I was, I have gone back when yeah. I need reminders. Part of the reason that I like to produce the content I do is not, is not just for other people. It's also for myself. Like my Monday yeah. morning, um, meditations, like it, it, it's to keep me on track and keep me accountable for my mindset too. Cause as I'm putting this out to the world, I'm like, this is who I want to be. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that this is who I am 100% of the time. And I think that's where people get like really, it's that imposter syndrome, right? They're yeah. like, oh, oh, I'm freaking out because like, I have this idea of who I want to be, but I'm not quite that yet. But identity is very um, subjective because yeah. I, who I view myself as is influenced by who you think I am mm-hmm. and, you know, what kind of things I'm doing in a certain day. So, like, don't never tie yourself to one identity, yeah. bottom line. Um, I don't know where else I was going with this, but I, I, I've gone back to some of our episodes. Like when I went from working as a vet tech to um, going back to a a barn setting, I went and I listened to our episode on fostering positive relationships in the barn. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, we had good advice on that, that I'm not listening to and I need to do that. And and now I feel like I have a really great relationship with the girls in my barn. And yeah, so that's, that's really cool. And like most of I shouldn't even say most, all of the things that we talk about are things that we are passionate about and want to get better at. And so by putting that content out there, we get to do research and like try to make ourselves better in the process of helping others, um, which, you know, is our main goal um, to help others. But like we're doing these things because we want to improve in our lives. So yeah, really good. And then um, I guess what is some advice that um you've given this year that um like I guess maybe I should say it a little bit differently are there have there been questions that you feel like you answer a lot for people because we have had you know people reach out to us and be like this is all great but like I'll go I'll go first for example I get a lot of questions about time like how how do you I you know they can buy into the idea but it's that time aspect and we talk about this a lot but um so some advice that I I give quite often is you know you have to make it a priority and then you'll make time for it like you know yeah nobody has a lot of spare time but if you really think about how you're using your time and choosing exactly where you want to put your time and effort and money like that's that's the key so you have to make it a priority because if it's not a priority it's not going to happen yeah um I'll say mine's kind of similar to that in in the area of nutrition which we actually had a listener to our um talk at the convention come up to us after and say okay but like I, I I get it but how do you actually do it and I I think you really have to number one believe like believe that eating well will enhance your life. Believe Mm -hmm. that it's worth the investment in your health and your happiness and make the time like it, like once again, it has to be a priority for you. And I'm, I'm victim to the trap too. Sometimes it it is, it's a lot of work to, to 
prepare your meals ahead of time and know what you're going to eat and try to analyze if you're meeting your caloric and nutrient needs for the day. Like it's, it's difficult and, and there's different advice coming out from different people. And so it can get very frustrating and I am not, I am not immune to it. I, I will have one plan that's working for me and then I'll see someone else doing something different and I freak out and think maybe that's better. And then I change and that's where I see yeah. delays in progress. Um, but there, there have been times through this year that I'm like, you know what, I've, I've been grinding too hard on this nutrition thing. It just doesn't matter. And I eat like crap for a few days and all of a sudden my skin's breaking out. I have a mental fog. I feel like crap. It does matter. And you have to believe it and you have to commit to it. And, and once you start on that path, it's not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I ate a bunch of cake last night. It was gluten free. (laughs) Yeah, and it was pretty good, but yeah, Tyler. I may have eaten someone's half-eaten gluten-free cake with their fork. Emily was judging me for it. I'm a disgusting human being. It's okay. I mean, I wasn't going to go to the, like, you're a disgusting human being, but, I mean, that's a bold move. (laughs) I know that I'm I'm basically a 14-year-old boy, Um, but... (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, anyways, I think that's... I think that's. In, I think we have a lot of content here for the. I I do. Yeah, I think we have some, some things. Um, and just, kind of to wrap up that section, I think the most, um, important thing is you have to remember that this is a journey. It's a process. Like, you're not even if you buy into this and make the time. Like, it's not all gonna happen immediately like actually that's kind of my thought for Monday morning meditation on Monday so yeah stay tuned stay tuned so just remembering that it's not all going to happen at once and being like patient with the process and understanding of yourself um is key and I think that that kind of ties up most of the questions right yeah um all right well how do we usually finish this up? Well, we I guess we don't even have a script. I know. I guess we need to like maybe touch on. We had some engagements on Facebook. Should we should we touch on those a little bit? Yeah. So one of our listeners asked us about um, kind of to address sustainability, and I mentioned it earlier in the episode. Um, sustainability in the horse industry, like as far as. Um, you know, what we're using at horse shows, probably thousands of water bottles get used at every horse show. And like that has a huge impact on our environment. And, you know, there's just other things around the barn that I think we need to, since we're trying to take a holistic approach to everything, you know, it's, it's not just about us. It's about the environment that we live in and the planet and you know, I, I think it's important, and we'll try to find a way to have an episode where we talk more about this. Um, yeah. But again, it's just about being aware of it and then um, figuring out how you can make an impact, you know? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, no, we, and we really appreciate that feedback, and so we really hope to maybe do a more in-depth overview of that topic once once Emily and I get a little bit more educated on it but we really like um I think okay the the positive I'm not that not that that was like a negative um but like positive advice is always like warm and fuzzy but the comments that help us open our eyes and expand what it truly means to be the whole equestrian are the most beneficial for us so yeah um 
definitely I think that that should be a part of of what we're yeah, about here we, and we want to get better and and kind of broaden the things that we talk about as well um yeah and like after our speech someone came up to us and was like I'd really like to know like how to to meal plan better so that could be something we talk about because we've like roughly touched on meal planning but maybe we could have some more concrete advice and Ooh, we could do a YouTube video of that. Ooh, that would be fun. Like I could just like really fun. like do a, like a quick like me going through the grocery store and yeah. prepping my meals for the week. This is a thought for 2020. So um, we do want to hear from you, like what you want us to cover, and um, like we said before, we really want to grow and get better, you know, um, personally and as a community. So. Um, new topics require some research and we like to do that so we love to learn we um, do all right let's i think we should probably wrap this I think, up I yeah would, one quick thing okay one quick thing advice oh yes but we touched on it earlier we want you all to think of a word that's gonna guide your 2020 and also come up with a list of 20 goals for 2020 and we'll talk about that in january in more detail but like Start getting the, the thoughts together, and, um, and, and it, it's a fun way to start the year. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we can all share our words yeah. via yeah. social media. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, well, thanks so much for listening, guys. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness. And in the meantime, enjoy the ride.